The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is up, sir? You know, since we just finished the last week's episode a few minutes ago. Yes. And we were live on Facebook, but since then, I haven't been blurry. Like, it it was just while we were live. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Jeez. Oh, well. Man. So right now, I'm in Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That is right. Sitting the on the beach. Dr. Feel Good. My ties and what else? <laughs> whatever else. That's what I'm going to be doing. I love it. Definitely got to do that, buddy. Definitely got to do that. Good so, stuff. So, before bro. we get into some haunted Hawaii. Yes. Um, yes. And I got a UFO thing from 1965, too. Oh. Um, April 17th, Saturday, April 17th at 2 p.m. Yes. Where will, where will you be, Josh? I will be at Big Rip. That's where I'm going to be. I'll be at the Big Rip Brewing Company in Kansas City. I'm going to be. Doing what? I am going to be um, sipping, sipping on our new ectoplasm beer. Yeah. Is coming out. Yes. So Big Rip has hopped in bed with our good pals over at LU Cateco. And they're making us a beer. Making us a beer. I'm Called so, Ectoplasm. I'm so excited. God damn it. I'm so excited. Got Slimer on the label. Oh, man. I love it. It's got our logo on the label, too. That's right. That's right. And away we go, you know? Like, god damn, man. We got a beer, bro. We got a beer. I'm excited about this. I'm excited. Everybody seems excited that I've talked to about it. So It's so cool. Uh, it's just so cool. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. This I'm is excited. the pinnacle of our show. Like, after that, what do we have to look forward to? I mean, to? nothing. Death, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else, man. It's great, though. It's great. It's good stuff. So, yeah, so at Big Rip Brewing Company is the beer release party covid safe party that's right um covid safe bring your so mask yeah, people anybody come on out we're gonna have stuff to give away there'll be a food truck there as well thank god as a barbecue place <laughs> next door um that barbecue place is pretty fucking top notch it is pal. it it's is really it's good. good too um but we also have a food truck coming in let me see. I know what food truck it is. I just haven't put it out there yet. And I yeah. didn't message them. And they never messaged me back about getting me stuff to promote them. Yeah. It is called Champion Burritos to Go. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. I'll have to find their websites. Champion. So it's a burrito, burrito truck. 100% Mexican food. Yeah. 
burrito truck. I love it. God, man. Drink some beer. Have some burritos. And I announced on the last episode that if you became a $10 patron. Yes. By the uh, by the time that of the release party that we will mail you one of the beers. That's right. If you can't make it there on your own. If you can't make it there on your own, we will buy you one of the beers. Let us buy you a beer. Yeah. That'd be awesome. God, that'd be awesome. I'm excited, be- my friend. Giveaway stuff from all of our sponsors. Yes. Giveaway stuff of our stuff. Maybe I'll bring back some bad juju lava rocks <laughs> from Maui to give away if anybody wants one. I'm already bringing one back from for Elijah from uh, Apex Paranormal. Nice. He said he wanted one. Hey, whatever. That's great. You know, the, the, the mountain there, the, the volcano called Haleakala, Yes. It's a national park and it's 10,000 feet above sea level. Yes. Um, but people take rocks from there all the time and they get boxes every day, like boxes and boxes every day of people mailing back the rocks because they cause bad luck. Wow. It's a legend. You're not supposed to take them off the island. Correct. Um, especially off of the volcano and they get hundreds of them mailed back all the time. Man, I think I think I have one downstairs Do you? on the shelf. <laughs> Do yeah. you really? A small one. So yeah. you did take one? Yeah, the first time I went. Yeah, um, which was on my honeymoon. Well, for fuck's so. sake, man! Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'll bring you one. I'll no. tell you it's from somewhere else. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want. I'll it. hide it within another present. You can't turn oh, down my, my presents. That's true. That's true. Man, have you been? I've been to Hawaii, yes. Yeah. I've uh I've only been to Hawaii one time. Um Which island? We went to um the northernmost island. It's where they filmed Jurassic Park. It was amazing. Whoa, oh god. Oahu? No, excuse is where me. Was, Honolulu is. We went to Kauai. That's where okay. we were. So we were at Kauai. Um flew into this dinky little airport called Lahui. And that's actually where I met Adam Levine. We were on the same plane. Oh, okay. And then we landed. We were at baggage claim, smoked a cigarette. It's outstanding. But, yeah, that was it. That was a so, really cool yeah. trip, bro. Cool trip. Jet lagged like a motherfucker, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, we're flying to Phoenix first night and then flying from Phoenix to we'll get yeah. in around noon. But the flight back is overnight. That's what we did, too. We did that, too. We did that, too. I thought it would be great because I could sleep on the plane. I've never slept on a plane. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if I could do it. I've never slept on a plane, either. And now, with a mask on, I don't know if I could, either. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, it'd probably even be harder. Um, Anyway, so it inspired me to look up haunted and paranormal stories of Maui because I want to check some of them out. Even though I've been a few times, I've never gone and looked at any haunted places and i've reached out to a couple of places about doing a possible investigation um man that'd be cool i just today i reached out so i haven't heard back yet yeah but you're gonna be uh um, you're gonna be doing some TikToking while you're there yeah i'm sure i will i'm gonna be bringing small handheld stuff i'm not gonna bring 
you know, too much equipment. Of yeah, course, of course. Yeah. I don't want to carry it on the plane, but yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be making videos of some of these places for sure. Yes. Um, uh, because some of them are just public property. Um, I'm looking forward to it, Bo. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you. This first one I'm really excited about that I just found today. It's a haunted, abandoned high school. Oh, shit. All right. One of the most popular on the island, focused around the old high school near Paella Town, tells the tale of students and teachers from long ago who continue to return in order to reclaim the area. Nestled in Hamakuapoko, a sugarcane plantation town, Maui High School was in operation until 1972 when the school moved to its new location in Kahalui. Hmm. Much of the campus was lost to bulldozers and fires over the years, but it still stands its but what still stands is hauntingly beautiful. It there's dozens like not dozens, but there's like five or six buildings still standing. Um, Man, the old school site, which includes the campus centerpiece administration building built in 1921, has since fallen into disrepair. But in 2003, it was overgrown and all but obscure because it's got all these arches and spires. It was nominated oh. to the state of national historic register of historic places what and the work to restore the campus mm-hmm. was started in 2004 by various community organizations wow um, so they are trying to like restore it it's fully so most of the buildings don't have roofs on them anymore it's just a shell like okay. the stone masonry sure um they have restored it to that point wow um in the rural area area of Hamakuapoko, there's oh uh, some of this repeats because I added stuff in. Oh, there's sure. a picturesque skeleton of a building. It sits lonely, desperately fighting back against nature, trying to reclaim the land. When the first missionaries and sugarcane plantation owners arrived in Maui, they wanted to create a center of education for the children in this remote area. They built Old Maui High in 1913, and doors opened of opportunity to the youth in the area after the school was relocated in 1917. Okay. That part repeats itself. Yeah. Um, locals will tell you that students and administration of the school still roam the grounds, occasionally interacting with the living wow. legend has it a choking ghost Accost students who were skipping class, oh, so it was haunted shit. when it was still yeah. operational. I wonder if you could like maybe find somebody who went there, who attended that. You know? Well, they they have a whole website called oh, the shit. Friends of Maui High School that has so cool. all these stories of people, and they do reunions and stuff. That's amazing. Um, rumors of ghosts choke people oh so there's the sounds of a crying girl inside one of the school's bathrooms that's still there oh my god um yeah i 
so yeah there's a choking ghost and a girl crying and it's several buildings that is just <laughs> maintained and you you can go walk around it's like moaning uh moaning myrtle from harry yeah. potter <laughs> i'll post a photo of that on facebook um well and i'll be making videos of it but yeah i can't wait bro i can't wait to see some of this it's it's a really cool um structure mm-hmm. of a building it looks like a you know a college campus building without a roof yeah um yeah i don't know man i'm i'm kind of stoked and so like do you have to set up like a tour time to go in there or is it just kind of like you just show for, up and you can just kind of walk through because i mean it's open I, air yeah you know. i i've i I dug through several websites to make sure I wasn't going to be trespassing. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to get arrested for trespassing. Right. On my vacation. No hell. And no. you know, all the stories referenced how they were able to just pull up and you know walk around the grounds. Mm-hmm. It's maintained. It's right across the street from city buildings. That's and very cool. One even mentioned how. You know, security from one of the close by plantations drove by and they didn't have any problems at all. That's awesome. Um, as long as you're respectful. Of course. Yeah. You know, it's not unknown. It's not necessarily in a very, it's not in like a touristy area. So sure. it's not overrun, I don't think, with people trying to, to go in there. Well, hopefully you, you know, hopefully you got the place to yourself or at least there's just a select few. While you're able to walk around, and maybe you could do some videos and all that fun shit, you know? God, man. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna do some videos. Hopefully, it'd be great stuff. Um, this next one is one that I am waiting to hear back from to see if I could spend a couple hours in. It's yeah. a haunted theater. Oh shit! Cool. Um, that like, was opened in 1928. It's called the Iowa Theater. And this would be like a movie theater, is that correct? Or is this more of a play, like a stage? It's a stage it's okay. a stage play. Okay, a, yeah. A, a play theater. Gotcha. Um, production theater, whatever yeah, yeah. it would be called. Um, it's one of the most haunted spots across the eight Hawaiian islands. Damn. It's been on a couple of shows, actually. Um, the theater is so haunted, in fact, that it starred in at least... In, the last episode of sci-fi show haunted collector went there in 2012 oh cool okay it'd be like uh johnny zaffis mm-hmm. hell yes originally both a silent movie house and a vaudeville house gotcha the spanish mission style theater fell into disrepair in the 1980s after threats of demolition, the theater was placed on both the State of Hawaii Register of Historic Places in 1994 and the National Historic Register Places in 1995. Huh. It is now home to a local community theater group who have reported various paranormal happenings. There have been reports of lights flickering, unexplained voices throughout the theater, uh, the most chilling story is of a misty, luminescent ghost sitting in seats throughout the theater. That's cool. As well as on stage when the theater is closed. Man. Witnesses claim the female apparition is friendly, and many affectionately refer to the spirits as Emma, 
an unknown flapper and actress who has a penchant for productions that take place in the 1920s. So this, she's seen more when the setting of the plays are in the 1920s. Yeah. That makes sense. What is uh, it about light- theaters? Mm-hmm. What is it about theaters? I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe it's the pretending to be other people or just yeah maybe just um, a passion for the craft you know i don't know or entertainment yeah of course you can blend in with the crowd in a theater yeah, yeah. uh so lights flicker and boards malfunction for no apparent reason but as soon as someone acknowledges emma the unexplained activity stops oh i was like yeah we got you <laughs> huh. so she does she's specifically was seen many times during the productions of Chicago and a cabaret. Yeah. Um, according to a 2011 article on Maui time.com during a production in 1992, Kruger says something was messing with the lights and there was a very irritated presence. She says the cast and crew started speaking to the ether and collectively determined that the spirit's irritation might be due to the living not addressing the dead in a personal way. That's weird. Yeah. And for a time, confusing her with nasty dressing room poltergeist. So it has a dressing room poltergeist, too, that hasn't been mentioned yet? Christ. Um, so they said that they started saying a bunch of names out loud. And when they said the name Emma there was a cold breeze that came through the room. Wow. So that's why they call her Emma. Yeah. Uh, No one knows if there was ever a woman named Emma associated with the theater, how she died, or if she was actually a flapper. Um, Other ghosts have been seen in the basement. It is said that there are ghosts of Hawaiian soldiers. We'll get to that later because that's more the marchers. Um, that are seen all over the Hawaiian islands. Okay. Um, who died during battle centuries ago in the Iowa Valley. Witnesses have also reported feeling cold spots, seeing shadowy figures and hearing voices. Wow. Another not so friendly ghost has been witnessed making things fly off the shelves and generally causing chaos in the dressing room. So that's the dressing room poltergeist. Yeah. Uh, while actors do not want to be alone in various areas of the building, especially the women's dressing room and attic, the outside of the historic theater isn't much better. A 90-year-old time capsule encased in concrete on the sidewalk outside was found to hold a few old postcards and a strip of film. When played on the projector, the film shows a woman's face, and that's it. What? So maybe that's Emma. Maybe it is. Holy shit. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be able to get in there, but I am going to try to get in there. Hell I might go yes. visit the theater either way. Keep me posted if they get back to you. You know what I mean? I the, it's just outside town where the um, airport is. So Oh, cool. That's easy enough. Man, that'll be fun, though. Just make sure if you do get in there that you're calling out the name Emma. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. Okay, so next we're going to talk about the Night Marchers. Have you heard of the Night Marchers before? This is like a a, 
the most well-known all of Hawaii paranormal story. Okay. And they, uh, did you like that again? Oh, it's so hot. Out to you. So hot. Um, they are seen all over all of the islands. Okay. And you call night them march. The night marchers, yes. They're, they're okay. called the night marchers because that's literally what they are doing and, when they're seen. Okay. Um, night marchers are ghostly apparitions of a band of beings who move with purpose to the beat of primitive pounding drums. Some say they are armed spirit warriors en route to or from battle toting archaic weapons and clothed in deteriorated helmets and cloaks damn other accounts tell of high ranking ali which are, means ruler spirits being guided to places of high importance or to welcome new warriors to join in battle okay Perhaps these restless souls are looking to reclaim rightful territory, replay a battle gone awry, or avenge their own deaths. Some say the night marchers are searching methodically for an entrance into the next world. Wow. Night marchers are said to roam through very specific locations and are often recognized by their raised torches in repeat oilies or chants although there have been a few scattered reports of daytime marches these apparitions appear to be most active at night and are said to march on certain nights designated by the moon oh interesting and although the night marchers allegedly float a few inches off the ground some locals tell of seeing mysterious footprints in their path after they've passed so, I mean, that was kind of my thing is, like, are you hearing them march then, too? Is yes, there, you know, because so, the drumming is yeah. it's like they're there, but they're spectral. Like, it's like they're physical in every essence except for they're spectral. It's sometimes they're seen floating off the ground. Right. Um, areas like the Nuanu Pali Lookout, the Kaawa Valley, and the Kalihi or Kalihi Valley on Oahu are rumored sites of night marcher trails, and nighttime visitors are encouraged to be wary. Other alleged night marcher sites include Oahu's Paley Highway. It runs to several famous battle sites. Nighttime visits, especially alone, are not recommended. <laughs> oh shit! Um, the Kama. Kamahameha Schools like, Campus in Kapalapma on Oahu. Kama Chameleon? <laughs> yeah. Get Over 100 years old is said to be visited by night marchers on many occasions. So a lot of these are on Oahu, but they are seen on every island. Yeah. Uh, the Koalo Ranch in Oahu's Windward Coast, night marchers have been spotted around an area that is said to house the remains of hundreds of Hawaiian chiefs and are said to be responsible for a good many nighttime car accidents. Damn, bro. Here's one that I might be able to go check out. It's at La Pierce Bay, an area in the Ahihi Canal Natural Pres- Area Preserve in South Maui. 
Okay. The restless night marchers are said to roam along the hardened lava landscape in search of mischief. I wonder why they're yeah. a little bit different. Huh. That Let's could be fun. Look, <laughs> I want to look up where that is real quick. Oh, I mean, it's like an hour drive from where I'm staying. It's not that bad. No. The town of Kanaakiki in on Molokai is rumored to be a night watcher hotspot as the remnants of... Man, I wish I knew how to pronounce most of these Did words. I totally get it. Um, Ili'ili... Apihewa, a sacred temple site, is located there. Wow. And then another one on Oahu was a refuge for ancient Hawaii. So, and there's several other. I mean, there's hundreds of these sites around where they have been spotted. Sure. Um, says what to do when happening upon a night march in progress. The ghostly procession must never be interrupted. Legend has it that resting your eyes upon the night marchers can signal a grim fate for the perpetrator. What? A friend or a relative. No. Uh, says, so witnesses are urged to crouch low to the ground, play dead, and avert the eyes. Yeah. I don't I feel like I couldn't not look at them. Yeah, I mean, I like, know. how are you supposed to not? I don't know. Any sound or movement could invite a night watcher, marcher's deadly glance. These night marchers are set diligently upon their destination and are not considered spirits that will deviate from their path to haunt humans nearby. Yeah. So they don't actually attack you, but they can cause bad juju. It kind of seems like, I don't know. I don't know. There's something very mysterious about Hawaii anyway. Just, you know what I mean? And like the paranormal and all that shit. Yeah. It's crazy. So, favorite nights of the night marchers. Okay. But I don't, I'm going to have to look these up because the first one is Pocaine. And let me see when that is. Hmm. It's P-O, P-O, space K-A-N-E. I don't, it, it doesn't. What is Pocaine? Yeah. Because <laughs> everything that pops up is just articles about the Night Marchers. Oh, okay. 27th day of a moon cycle. That's what it is. It's the 27th day of a moon cycle. Yeah. Let's and see if is... I'm going to be out there. Yeah, no shit. And this, is this like consistent? Like, that's what I want to know. Today's moon phase. Um, right now is yeah. the 25th day. So it's Damn it. two days. So it's going to be happening in two days. Yeah. Well, that's one of the... The other one is Po-Aku. Okay. Let's see what that one is. 
Hawaiian lunar first night of fullness. So full moon. Okay. When's the next full moon? That's what I was gonna ask. Like how cool would this be? Jan uh March twenty eighth, so after I get back. Seriously? Yeah. Come on, man. Okay, so there's other dates. So um Wait, this is the fourteenth night of the new moon. But we're right 14. in between. Like this so, is still not Oh, okay. Damn it. But it doesn't say it has to be these. It just says they're more active on these. I would fucking love it if you got to like experience this. Legitimately experience this. Yeah, so some of the some characteristics of the mystery mysterious night marches include heavy wind, rows of spirits carrying torches, alternating male and female rows, accompanying lightning and thunder, accompanying heavy rain and high surf. Chanting okay. and drum beating. Oh, shit. Unusually bright torches. I mean, if I'm seeing a bunch of torches coming through the woods, I'm I'm not worried how bright they are. It's something weird. Yeah. Um, game playing and revelry. Okay. Um, accompanying Mr. Fog. And then they list a bunch of other possible sites. There's another one on Maui. Let's see where this one is. Yeah. This one is oh, there's another trail there too. This one is closer. Alright. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna go try to check out one of those places too. Fuck yeah. At night. If I don't get into like I it's a family vacation, so I don't want to spend every night doing this stuff, but um, I'm going to try to get, if I get the investigation, I'm going to do that. And then if I get a secondary chance, I'm going to do the night marches. Um, but yeah, so there's a bunch of books about the night marches. I had heard of them before too. So they're definitely, this could maybe be I fun. Should just, maybe I should buy a cheap drum or something while I'm out there. And oh, I'm sure. Dude, I'm sure they're like everywhere too. Probably. I'm I serious, want to make sure yeah. it's cheap because I wouldn't want to have to travel back with it. Yeah, that's true. Also, hit up Coyote Chris Sutton and he could tell you a few things, maybe how to do it because he does that shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that'd be cool. I like it, pal. All right, so that's the ghost stories that I, I mean. There, there's. I wanted to specifically look at stuff on Maui, but there are, yeah. you know, hundreds of different ghost stories out there uh, across the Hawaiian Islands. Um, there are several investigation groups too, so I might look into some of them and hit them up and see if I could come along on Just something. Maybe like tag along, yeah. Um, but there, I've I did find a UFO story. Oh from 1956 in maui okay um that 
I haven't read through yet. Uh, it says it includes Air Force files. Oh, shit. All right. Um, a 1956 UFO report from Maui is included in now unclassified documents that were compiled and investigated by the Air Force. According to the Air Force Intelligence Re- Information Report, a 56-year-old retired Lahaina woman, which is only 10 minutes from where I'm staying, Lahaina. Oh, so it's close. Oh, uh, that's basically where I'm staying. Yeah. Um, I'm staying north of there. Reported seeing an orange object with a flame and a muffled roar during the nighttime hours of January 20th, 1956. That's weird. It's like terrifying. Yeah. According to the report, the woman observed the object coming fast from the distance, then slowing and hovering, and finally fading into the distance into a valley on the island of Molokai, about 10 miles across the channel. So that's what you see across. That's what you see when you're looking at um, out to the ocean in Lahaina, is the other island. Um,. The report states that the woman observed the object at night for about 25 minutes while looking through a screen window. Yeah. Investigators noted that the color, size, and flight path, as described by the observer, leaves little doubt the object was actually an aircraft. (laughs) Wow. So the Air Force just deemed it an aircraft right away. Yeah, exactly. The report further (laughs) stated that diffusion and refraction of such lights passing through the dense atmosphere close to the Earth's surface account for the observer's generous estimation of size and color. Okay. Sounds like something they would say to just cover up something. Yeah. It's like swamp gas or a balloon. Right. What are you eating over there? Cashews. Oh. I missed dinner. Uh, the air intelligence information report is part of project blue book from the national archives archival research catalog that is searchable online at the fold three website which provides access to u.s military records including the stories photos and personal documents of the men and women who serve huh um Yeah, so that I mean that's it. Wow. Um, but it does sound to me like something that they would just put in there to cover up whatever it might have actually. Of course. Been. I mean, of course, there's a there's a you know airport on that island. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. At least a small one. Um. But I'll be looking for UFOs while I'm out there for sure. It'll be hot. Now, how long are you guys staying out there? A week. That'll be fun. That'll be so much fun. Just you and the wife? You taking the daughter? What's going on? Me and the wife, the daughter's coming too, and her parents are already out there and have been out there since Sunday. So they're there for two weeks. Lucky, lucky, lucky. Yeah. I love it. That'll be fun, my friend. This this here is something I don't know if I want to come across because... What is it? This next thing. What is it? It's a cryptid from out there. And it could, it's out in the woods where where I'll be hiking. Oh, shit. 
Um, oh, shit. It sounds pretty creepy. I didn't read the whole story, but... Okay. The unbelievable legend of the Hawaiian Minihune will blow you away. Hawaiian legend has it that the Minihune are a small dwarf-like species similar to pixies or trolls that hide deep in Hawaii's forests and valleys. Interesting. While these creatures are generally assumed to be mythical, a census from the 1820s officially counted 65 men in hue living in Wainahi Valley on the island of Kauai. So it has officially so, counted as citizens. Uh-huh. Um, that's... so Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, some scholars use this information to back their theory that the Minihun were the first settlers of Hawaii mm-hmm. from the Marquis Island or Marquesas Island, followed by settlers from Tahiti. The story goes that the Tahitians suppressed the commoners, and the Minihun are the Tahitian in the Tahitian language who fled into the mountains. These mythical and shy forest dwellers measure in at approximately two feet tall. The some are allegedly only six inches tall and can easily fit in the palm of your hand. Jeez, man. Imagine getting a video no. of that. No. If I have that happen. Yeah, that you have that happen. That's fine. Crazy. Take, you take video of that. You show it to I, me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says, according to local legend, these small creatures are extremely industrious master builders who are able to use their massive strength to accomplish great feats of construction and engineering in the matter of hours. Hmm. The Minahune worked at night, so ancient Hawaiians would not discover them. Their work would be abandoned if they were caught. Legend has it that the Minahune are capable of completing major projects in a single night, and they are credited with the construction of a Lakoko fish pond, yeah. as well as the Minahune ditch. They got a ditch named after them. <laughs> <laughs> An aqueduct on the Waimee River that funnels water for irrigation. So they credit these real things that have been built yep. with... So that means that do they not have record of these the like the construction of these buildings um or not buildings but the, of these things I don't know it's weird yeah huh where's the Minahune ditch oh it's on Kauai where is that fish pond <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think most of these are on Kauai, but I can still maybe run in them. If if they're the original settlers, they should be on all the islands. Yeah. Many have theorized that the Minihune were made up by the gods to explain the construction of temples, fish ponds, and other structures. So that credit would not be given to those who actually competed the or completed the construction projects, uh, such as common people. 
<laughs> the the Menahune enjoy singing, dancing, and cliff jumping. Rumor has it that if you hear splashes in the middle of the night, it is possibly a Menahune diving into the Pacific. The Menahune also enjoy archery, fun, and have been known to use magical arrows in order to pierce the heart of an angry individual to ignite feelings of love rather than anger. So they're nice oh, little guys. Okay. Well, I'm feeling better about this. <laughs> How about you, pal? <laughs> Does that mean I have to get angry in order I mean, to have maybe. A run in with one of you these? You might have to be. You might have to be get a little, a little pissy. I don't know. Well, that's what I got. Now I'm ready to go to Hawaii. I love it, pal. I love it. I hope you have a fun time. You know. What oh, I mean? I'm, I'm sure I will. I'm I mean, sure you will. Not. I'm sure you will. It'll be a good time. Now, do you have anything else for the good peeps before we uh, before we let them go? Yeah, go join our Patreon. Yeah, yeah. For lots of fun stuff, not just because at the ten dollar level you'll get a beer in the mail. I love it. Um, because pretty soon this episode will then be live on yeah. Patreon. You could be watching live on Patreon. If That's you're a true. Patron. That's true. Uh, you get you know get some fun stuff in the mail, um, not just beer, other fun stuff too. I need to send <laughs> those out in a month or so. Another round of free ecto gear for our patrons. That's always good stuff. And we didn't give out the phone number on the last episode. Nine one three seven three zero seven two five five. The uh, cat picks have slowed down. A, you know, I'm not getting them much <laughs> oh, <yeah>. now. Um, <laughs> I did get a text that we didn't talk about. Oh, cool. Let's bring it up. Bring um, it up. Guys, the Mike dude is gay. Sorry that might be offensive, but fuck it. What? The Mike guy. The guy that left you the bad review. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... I sent. Yeah, that's the only text we have. Oh, okay. Let me see if we have. Like a, uh, uh, what do they call those things? A, a voicemail. A, that's the one. God in heaven. <laughs> what <laughs> no, is just fucking the one text wrong this time, with me? But okay. If if somebody wants, so I I think you're going to release this episode what Monday? Um, like the... Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should do it on Monday the 15th. Okay. okay. That way, people are listening while I'm in Hawaii. Yes. If you want to text me at 913-730-7255, I will send you a picture of where I'm at Ooh. at that moment. What about if I, I text, text you? I'm going to text you constantly. And then, <laughs> no, because I just want to see, like, pants around your ankles. Like, you're taking a deuce. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the risk you might run. <laughs> you just never know. Also, make sure, bear in mind, he will be five hours before. Yeah, my right? phone goes on silent when I'm asleep, so you're yeah. not waking me up. Okay, perfect. Um, perfect. But, yeah. Yeah. We don't so, yeah, it may, it, you may get a response if it comes in while I'm asleep <laughs> like, when Koopsik, I get up. Koopsik in the shower, Koopsik on the pooper, <laughs> Koopsik <laughs> on his nature hikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god man it's gonna be good i hope you have a blast bro i really do 
That'll yeah, I hope I have some paranormal stories when they come back. Oh yeah, I'm sure you'll be you'll be trying for sure though. That's the good thing. So it should be fun. No new reviews. We need a couple people to go in and put up new reviews on iTunes. Yeah, so you can push Mike down. Yeah. Push that. I'm curious to think what Mike thought of my politics. Because he only called out your politics. Well, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb, <laughs> and I'm gonna go ahead and say that you didn't say anything that offended him. But me playing yeah, devil's sure. advocate, fuck me, heaven forbid. <laughs> How come? <laughs> yeah. All of the bad reviews where it actually mentions one of us is always it's all you. me. It's all me. <laughs> oh, Josh was laughing. Of them that just kind of cover both of us, right? But and they're the like ones oh. that actually mention one of us. They right. mention you. Yeah, because like, oh, I can't believe Josh actually <laughs> laughed at that terrible story of that man getting sexually assaulted by a Bigfoot. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that fucking person. Jesus. Give me a break. <laughs> I wonder if that person still... If that person... If you're still listening out there... Please turn I it want on. you to call and leave us a voicemail about no. why you decided to keep listening. I'm just curious. Probably your, uh, the pleasing baritone of your voice, my friend. I'd also like... If, any, if anybody has listened to our show and stopped listening because <laughs> they didn't like it, but yeah. then started back up again... Yeah. And stuck with us. I wonder. I want to hear their story too. Like, yeah. What why, was what was the antecedent? What pissed them off? What was the antecedent of back? you turning it off? Yes. Yeah, and what kept them to back once they got back? I'm going to go ahead and say you're pleasing baritone yet again. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Sure. Mm, so sweet. I love listening to you speak. Like when I'm in the car. <laughs> Because I can crank the bass up and it shakes me just right. You know what I mean? Like oh, on my seat, yeah. on my seat of the car. You really do that? Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Josh. There you go. Just it's for like you. You tune it in. Says your name. <laughs> so it's like you tune in. <laughs> you tune in for the paranormal and you stay for the homoerotic comments. And that's what you got to do. You got to get right up into it, like Howard Stern did. <laughs> Like that. You got to really get into it. Ladies, I'll you're do welcome. It next time. Ladies, you're welcome. Gentlemen, <laughs> you're welcome as well. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. All right, peeps. Well, on that happy little note, we are going to let you go and we'll talk to you all very soon. Peace out.